His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Try it, buy it, what should you do? Why not ask his morning crew? It's a crew review. It's a crew review. It's a crew review. Dear his morning crew, every year I buy the same candy for the fall festival at my church, mostly because I lack imagination and I get it at the last second. But do you know of any new candy out there to put in the mix? Harriet from Hilton Head. Harriet, I came across this one online and I think it might just be uh, the star of your fall festival. It's called <clears throat> Macaroni and Cheese Candy Canes. It's from Archie McPhee, this cool company in Seattle. So, you know, um, it's like uh, a candy cane that tastes like your childhood favorite, mac and cheese, comfort food, flavored comfort food. It yet? I guess the only way you can really judge it is to try it. It smells yeah. like feet. <laughs> it smells like feet. Smell, smell it. I, I can kind of see where you get feet. Oh, but it smells like mac and cheese, too. Like my grandmother's feet. They always smelled like this. What? You smelled her feet more than once? It, that, it, now, that's disturbing. Wait a minute. It filled the house. It wasn't like I went down to her feet and smelled it. That's all, now, all I have an image of is Jim <laughs> laying at his grandmother's feet going... <laughs> Jim. No, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe he was so. just massaging her feet and <laughs> being a good grandson. It's a foot washing service. I'm very humble. Okay. Well, I can't put this in my mouth. Does it taste better than it smells? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. It's still pretty... Grandma? Pretty gross. Jim. It's sweet, but then you lick it a little bit more, and sweet it does feet. taste like mac and cheese. <laughs> oh. Is weird. I'm not. I'm not real happy. I think it takes a while to acquire the taste. Maybe if you I don't think it it's bad. I've tasted worse. Yeah, but do you eat mac and cheese cold? Do you? Yeah. I don't. Oh yeah. I, mean, I don't love it. But I, I have my standards. <laughs> yes, you know that's the leftovers. Mac uh, and cheese cold, pizza cold. I feel like this tastes like coconut. <laughs> it's taking that on. Now that you said it, of course. It's a very odd aftertaste, though. So. What do we do now? <laughs> well, I feel like it's not trying to be the best tasting thing. It wants to be unusual. So it, I feel like it is. it is doing its job. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up. If you don't smell it first, <laughs> I'll give it a thumbs up. I'll give it a thumbs up. Excellent. Yeah. So that's uh, the crew review. Mm. Mac yeah. and cheese, candy canes. Bon Appetit. More than just pretty voices. You get to a status in life when all you have to do is just say the first name of somebody. Like um, Allison. I was going to say Madonna. <laughs> Cher. Jim. Jim is good. Chip. Joe. Mm. Or Joanne. Joanna. <laughs> See, I'm sorry, Joanna. Gaines. <laughs> Fixer Upper. People are so into this couple. As a matter of fact, when they started posting on Instagram, Little Baby Crew, people are like, this is just so cool. And they just did something really neat from Chip's childhood. And that was go to the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. 
I mean, Chip's been talking about this for years, and finally he brought the family, and uh, Joanna was like, this was really cool. As a matter of fact, they finally brought Baby Crew out to this, which people are like, oh, this is so cool, and, and d- just dig in all the posts on Instagram with all the fun. Chip was there as a kid, and he absolutely loved it. So, there you go with the whole first name status. And I'm thinking, and I think Allison might like this too, a trip to Waco where those two actually are would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You could win that for Christmas time because his radio has the Merry and Bright Magnolia Christmas experience where you're going to fly to Waco, Texas. You're going to have a shopping spree. Hello at the Magnolia Market and Garden. You'll eat the Magnolia table, uh, all this stuff, the big experience for Christmas time. The air travel's taken care of, ground transportation taken care of, and you could be going. So here's a word to text, and it's Waco at 800-447-7234. You can see how you can get in to winning this incredible experience in Waco, Texas, where Chip and Joe live. Joanna, how awesome. Do I have to say the full name? I always say here, Chip no, and Joe. No, I was just reminding you. You have to, because that's how you do it. It took me like a year. I said, is it Joanne or Joanna? And or I Joe. Like I think she goes by JoJo, too. Oh, no. <laughs> now I'm totally confused. Joe, so two Joes? Chip and his wife. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I think we're going to get a little bit of good news when it comes to Jim Mann and his health today. Yes, my cold is cleared up. There we go. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, yesterday, I ended uh, two months' worth of immunotherapy. Well, I didn't end it. That's where I hit. And so that's when you see the doctor, you know, because every two weeks I get the immunotherapy. And if you're and if you're just new to this, I do have cancer, stage four. And uh, but so I saw the doctor. Actually, I was scheduled to see the nurse practitioner, Savannah. Hey, Savannah, in case you're listening. And uh, lots of lots of people listen are part of the his radio family there so that's kind of that makes it feel better and uh so she comes in the room and then the doctor dr o'rourke comes in he was all excited over over the news because you know i showed him the the tumors the one i gauge it as one of my arm because it's easiest to see and then my knee had the biggest one and there's a lot of pain in it at night well a lot of discomfort put it that way and that's totally gone, the discomfort, and I can barely feel where it was. And on the arm, it's just like a little little BB where it was. I don't know if it's just dried up. Because it what. was big. It was very noticeable. You could see yeah. it on his arm. You thought it was my muscle. You kept trying to show us your tumors. It was like <laughs> getting a little awkward. You dreaded coming in, didn't you? <laughs> that's not true, by the way. So what did he say? He said, uh, this is exactly what we're looking for, a rapid decline in the tumors and, and that my blood count, everything was just perfect. You know, the white blood cells or everything's perfect. And, but they tried to put a cape on me, but I wouldn't have let it. <laughs> but you do have the S. Yes, I do on the chest. That's good. But yeah, they're very excited about it. Of course, they're going to keep me on it until there's nothing there. And uh, so, but it's doing everything that it's supposed to do in a very positive way. Yeah. So there you go. So you see, Jim was diagnosed. This was back in August, right? Mm, Yeah, I think so. And then you started the immunotherapy. It was before that, wasn't it? I know, it's all blurred. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You had to wait a long time to start your immunotherapy. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. And then you started it around that time. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been two months. And I think at the four-month period, that's when they decide whether it's working or not. And, uh, of course, mine worked right away. And I That's feel, good. I a scan then to see what's there, if anything. Dude, so many people are praying. 
And yeah. it's so cool to see how God's doing all this in you. Yes, yes. And uh, yesterday, Cassie was the one who got the privilege of sticking me, putting stuff in there. So I'm sure they look forward to every other Monday yes. when you come in with your yeah. big smile. <laughs> she listens every morning. She says, mm-hmm. she, told, she told me some of the stuff we've been doing. So that's great. And it's cool because they all sit around Jim cursive oh, style. Yes. As At he's telling those beautiful cat stories. <laughs> it's beautiful. A little shawl over me. Rob, Allison and Jim. I was super impressed by a simple yet powerful ministry a woman at my church started. So I invited Moni Braun in to share her story with you. Good morning, Moni. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I know you have three sons and a daughter, but God gave you a heart for foster and adoption after your best friend adopted four children. She did. And so what was it like watching her go through that experience? It was hard to see adoptions fall through at the last minute when they're about to pick up the baby the next day or the next week. And uh, just being by her side and kind of like carrying her through that, that was just powerful. So for me, it was what do I do to help? And that Bible verse that says to carry for the widows and the orphans always stuck with me. So I'm like, what am I doing for that? I didn't do anything until May of this year. So when the idea came up, I talked to my committee group and they said, sure, we're going to support you. And they brought me tomato sauces and whatever I needed for my first meal to make. And that June, I delivered my first 20 meals to the church. 20 meals. Amazing. Talk about the idea that God gave you. Well, we have people in our church that cut hair for free for foster kids and adoption kids. And uh, I love to cook. I just love to cook. And usually I cook too much and I freeze my stuff for later and um, the idea just came that if I love to cook why not cook for other people and so why is that a big deal for foster parents well they are busy they're busier than they usually are when they take kids in and it can be challenging and the days can go crazy from 7 in the morning until I don't know how long at night and just that one meal that they can have ready in the freezer just to pull out and make um, sounded like a good idea to me and the response that I got was pretty neat because they appreciate it so I know it sounds so simple but it's so huge we were in foster care and there was Mm -hmm. one time that we had three children plus our other two there's five children in the house it was so hard to keep up with a lot of things because there's so much into it but you just preparing a meal like that it would have been so easy and so nice for us just to pop open the freezer stick it in the mic and it's like wow there's something one more thing we don't have to think about and i love that you're doing that i appreciate it thanks so you make a couple dozen a month. Do you do this all at once, or what's your process like? Well, I usually take a day to go shopping, um, the last-minute shopping. All the food that I can buy during the month, I will buy like rice and all that stuff um, beforehand. But if I need meats or vegetables that I put in the in the meal, I do that the day before I start cooking. And I usually do that when nobody's in the house. I line up all my um, my stuff and start chopping and cooking and. Then I just bake it and have it cool off and freeze it. And I have a chest freezer, so I have plenty of room. And what about the financial investment? Is it expensive? Well, if I spread it out during the month and have maybe 50 bucks here and there, it's not all at once that expensive, but it can end up being a little more than you usually have in your budget for your own meals at home. Mm-hmm. 
That's amazing. And do you have room for more? Like, do you think you... I do have room for more? <laughs> yes. Uh huh. If people want meals, or maybe other people will be inspired and want to help make more freezer meals. That would be great. I would appreciate it. The more, the merrier. You get a whole team of folks helping out. I would love to. That would be awesome. <laughs> we actually put your recipe that you're making for all the families this month on our website. Yes. It's poppy seed chicken. Have yes. you had this one before? Yes, it's I a have. favorite. It's one of our favorites that we got from our community group leader when we needed a meal. So she made that, and our kids were asking for it over and over again. So she made it multiple times. So I asked her for the recipe, and that's what I will bless the communities with on Friday the 19th actually yeah awesome so if you want to grab that recipe to make for your family or maybe to make one as a freezer meal to give to someone in need text the word freezer to 800-447-7234 Moni I think you have inspired a lot of people today I really believe that because some people are like foster care what can I do to help do I need to do the foster care myself there's respite care there are there like Grace Church has a little closet for people to come to in Mm -hmm. foster care because these kids come with nothing they do and they have a place where they can go to do that and you have shown us that preparing a meal is such a huge thing and I think that's inspiring people to go you know what I can't do one thing but I can't do this one thing and you've made that possible for people today just a passion if you have one Jen just go with it. That's great. Moni, thank you so much. You are inspiring lives. And again, like Allie just said, text the word freezer to 800-447-7234. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Discover this new book by Allie Worthington, The Year of Living Happy, Finding Contentment and Connection in a Crazy World. And I've just been going through some of the devotionals. I wanted to share this one with you. I once heard it said that if we knew who God created us to be, we would never want to act like anyone else. We would sell Celebrate even the things we may feel insecure about. We would see ourselves as God sees us. We wouldn't see our quirks as flaws, but we would begin to see them as part of the unique blueprint God used when he made us. We can rest in the knowledge that God knew exactly what he was doing when he knit each of us together. Learn to express in him what Psalms 139.14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. If you'd like to win a copy of Allie's new book, we've got that available on the His Radio Instagram. Just check that out and leave a comment. Tag somebody that makes you happy and you'll be entered to win a copy of The Year of Living Happy. And hopefully it'll go beyond a year. Mm-hmm. This will be just a part of who you are. So go to that Instagram page. You could win that this week. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Producer Jim Mann, he loves the opportunity to share with you a story or two. And for today, since he has those strong feeling for cats, his story is comprised of yet another cat. This cat is named Lucy. Lucy, every cat has a name, right? Every cat is a person. Well, Lucy came uh, to a uh, shelter or with an injured leg and an ear infection, just as a little, a little kitten, so precious, like nine months old, I believe it was. And uh, so it was at a shelter called Wren Rescues. And Jennifer Hurt, isn't that a cool name for someone who rescues? Because she's hurt? Yeah. 
That is precious. He feels the pain. So she kind of took this little kitten in and uh, took it to the vets to uh, to get operated on. Well, they had it for, had uh, little Lucy for a while because they had to wait before the surgery till the infection cleared up kind of thing and then they operated on the leg and get all but the infection was so bad that uh, it kind of damaged the inner ear and Lucy was left with a tilted head kind of tilted to the side like Rob does when I'm talking he tilts his head a little like what the huh? stink are you saying kind of thing mm. mm-hmm. so that's what this little kitten does and of course uh, Jennifer just loves it thinks it's adorable and uh and so that's that's what uh, she's just saying so lovable because the cat at right after the operation the cat was like just wanted to cuddle which you know all cats don't like to cuddle i don't know if you know that or not some of them are like leave me alone please i won't top the refrigerator they're more like now. you yes <laughs> but this one just wants to cuddle all the time and play and so still ready for uh, adoption but uh jennifer just loves this little thing Hi. Hi. Can you, can you hear the bond? Yes. They're so precious. With that head, head tilt, it makes you feel like they're always listening Concerned, to you. Yes. Yeah. Like, what are you saying? Yes, you're fascinating. Tell me more. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So you live in the California area. I'd say go ahead and adopt Lucy. <laughs> it's a little ways from our area, but still, Lucy can travel. She needs a home. She does. She does. We love Lucy. Aww. <laughs> you get it? Yes, love I got Lucy. it. Let's get her own show. Mm. <laughs> what kind of cat hangs out in your house? House, house cat. cat. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? Kit Kat. Yeah. What kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. Baby. What kind of cat are you? I'll give you those clues. Cause what kind of cat are you? That is my whisker. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Jennifer Conway has worked at Central Piedmont Community College for 17 years. Now, her official job title is Student Life Coordinator. But man, Jennifer doesn't have a job. She has a calling. She's like a mom to so many students who need that presence in their lives. The thing that I talk about all the time with them is unconditional love. Absolutely no judgment whatsoever. You know, there would be no reason, whatever you have done in your past, I don't care. Who are you today? Where do you want to be? How can we help you get there? She's such an inspiring lady. She makes the point to keep in touch with students even after they graduate. And one of these students recently transferred to UNC Chapel Hill. And the young woman didn't have any family in the United States, so she called up Jennifer and asked her to be her stand-in mom at a special event. And Jennifer was honored to do that. She must have melted yeah. when she was asked that. That is so cool. We need. She needs to work at the DMV or something like that. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> they could use a little motherly touch. Yeah, nothing against people that work there. But, well, listen, yeah. last time I was there, I had a very kind person take care of I've me. I've had that happen before, too. <laughs> it was once, but still, it was wonderful. Was it the last time you were there? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the last three times I was oh. there. I'm sorry. But there was a time. 
<laughs> Cling Long. to that. Yes. Hold on to that hope. I will. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Seeing these、uh, hurricanes that we've been talking about in the weather, especially Michael, that seems to be coming our way really soon. It so is a great reminder of what just happened, what, a few weeks ago, about three weeks ago with Hurricane Florence that came through. The huge floods that happened in eastern North Carolina and some parts of the coast of South Carolina, and how many families had to evacuate from those floods. There were some children who had birthdays during that time, and they in the shelters were not able to celebrate. So, this past Sunday, this is so cool, the Children's Museum of Wilmington had a birthday party for these kids. They did this in partnership with the Cape Fear Volunteer Center and the Big Buddy program. So, Jim Carl is the museum director, and he just shared about this unique outreach with WECT. For, for at least for a couple hours, we're going to give these kids a chance just to sort of think everything is back to normal. We know it's really not for some of them, but it's, you know, it's something we can do and we can bring them into an environment which is you know, playful and fun and learning. And you know, with their parents and their family, they can have fun. And not only did they have the birthday party there, but they were able to stay at the museum, go through the museum, learn a lot at the museum, have this great party. There are about six children that were there this time around with their families, with the cupcakes and the goodie bags and the presents. And I think it was a cool thing that they did that because these kids, while they were in the shelters displaced from the hurricane, didn't have the opportunity to celebrate like they should have been able to celebrate.、Mm. Birthdays are such a big deal for kids at that age. So I'm so happy they got to celebrate in a big way. See, Rob, I'm always trying to tell you there's always something. You can do for people. Well, thank you. So let that be a lesson to you. Okay, I think I've learned something today. There you go. Rob, Allison, and Jim. A centuries old tradition is super popular with parents today baby wearing. Did you guys ever wear your babies? Like on a backpack?、What? On hiking? Yeah, I've done that. No, like it's more like a, they're, I don't know. What? It's a carrier. Baby carriers. They're the fifth most popular item on baby registries now. The front kind of thing? Or back. It can go either way. Well, I've had both. I've had the front carrier and the back carrier when we go hiking and stuff, when the kids were just babies and they were toddlers and stuff.、Mm-hmm. Well, That's some... baby wearing? Yeah. Well, oh. They don't、okay. do it just hiking, though. You can do it doing anything. Well, last week was National Baby Wearing Week, and a TV meteorologist named Susie Martin, she kind of proved that. She decided to celebrate by wearing her baby on air while giving her forecast. It is International Baby Wearing Week, so I thought I'd bring out my handy assistant today. He's going to help walk us through the forecast. We've got some snowy scenes to talk about. Folks in Utah walking away with several inches of snowfall. I'm a little shocked by the snow, but <laughs> her baby、wow. is so cute, and he's totally not impressed. He's like yawning while his mom is giving the forecast. Well, her station posted the video with the caption Unfortunately, her assistant was found sleeping on the job. We apologize for the inconvenience. Because by the end, he's like totally passed out. <laughs> Super cute. Wow, if I would have known it, I would have worn Michael on my back. <laughs> Michael's in his 20s, dude. He's 25, yeah, I know. <laughs> That would have been a sight to see. <laughs> yeah, he's taller than me. So it would have been an issue. Sammy was not a fan of this. I remember trying it and I had the front carrier and I was like trying to do chores and stuff and he was just screaming. And of course, when they're screaming, it's right in your face. So that part's not that fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so sad. That's all right. Have you gotten over it? Yeah. It hasn't scarred you? No. That's it has, good. It has. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. There was a bus driver、um, that recently got suspended. 
because, well, it was caught on video. Everything's caught on video these days, of course. Um, and the passengers were fine with it, but it turns out uh, a monkey was driving. <laughs> Why would you call the bus driver a monkey? Uh, I did not say that. What I, did you? I just said a monkey was driving. Referring to the bus driver? No, 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 no. No, it was his friend. He was sitting there, but the monkey was on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. There's a child? Two, it's two separate people. No, it's a monkey. You just said two separate people. Oh, well, a monkey's a people. <laughs> anyway, this happened in India. Okay, so it makes a little bit more sense because there's monkeys there. Because out in the wild, okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he didn't think much of it. He, the passenger got on there with a the monkey. I don't know if the monkey just happened to get on with, hey, I want to ride. And it just took a liking to the steering wheel. So it jumped up on the steering wheel. It wasn't really steering because it was sitting on it. You can't really steer while you're sitting on the steering wheel. Okay. The bus driver was, you know, steering. He had full control. But okay. uh, even though the passengers thought it was funny and the one guy took the video of it and then, of course, he posted it and it went viral. And But his bosses did not like it at all. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I can't figure that That's out. That's so weird. Some this is bananas. <laughs> oh, something about the safety of the passengers. You know, something like that. They said, we take this seriously. Only they said that in, in Indian language, which I can't do. But uh, so he suspended. Poor little fella. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Just because he was monkeying around a little. <laughs> suspended, though. He didn't lose his job. There's a chance he could come there back. There is a chance. They're investigating a little. And just for the record, my my wife has a school care business. We own six full-size buses, and not one monkey uh, is on the bus. So ever. you're just assuring. I'm just making sure. Okay. <laughs> my boss, my wife, is listening. But you've driven the buses. I think that's what he does every afternoon. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have my CDL. I've driven for Disney before, uh, back when you didn't need CDLs. Oh, okay. So I'm highly trained with magic dust and everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So Jim and pixie dust. It's Can you cute. just imagine? It is amazing. Oh, boy. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. So here's a thought. Buy an old cruise ship. And then turn it into affordable housing for the homeless and those who are living in poverty. Someone's actually proposing that in Portland, Maine. Such a beautiful coastal town. Uh, What does the mayor actually think about this thought? I have no idea if it's the craziest idea I've ever heard or the most brilliant idea I've ever heard. But what I like about it is that he's coming up with creative ways to figure out how to build housing in the city of Portland. He's talking about Ken Capron, who lives in Portland, Maine, and he's spearheading this whole out-of-the-box kind of idea. Now, there's four populations, he said, that needs affordable housing. That's the homeless, low income, the workforce population, and immigrant population. He says uh, they all need job skills training, and that's what they're going to do an offer on board. They've applied for this grant for $250,000. They were just awarded it. So they're going to do a study to actually see if this would work and using a cruise ship for affordable housing. It's such a cool idea. Around here, we have an, you know apartment buildings for homeless people, chronically homeless people, and that's worked really well. So this is just kind of larger scale on water. <laughs> I have an extra cruise ship at the house. Yeah, right. Use that. Well, it's more like a kayak. Well, this cruise ship has about a thousand different, you know, rooms that they could use. You know, kind of. So if you've ever been on a cruise ship, some of those rooms are pretty small. And it's just retired. It's just sitting there, mm-hmm. not doing anything. Oh yeah. Put it to They're work. They're gonna buy it. Yeah. I have an extra cruise ship just sitting there, 
I don't understand. I don't understand a lot that was said that's not really new. That's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But if the study comes out, it could be a great idea. So we'll see how it works and how other coastal communities could use something like this. Rob, Allison, and Jim. For those of us who have never been to Australia, I've never been there. I don't know if anyone else has been there in this room. No, no it's a long no. flight. Last time I was there was never. Oh, wow. How was it? It was beautiful. <laughs> well, in our minds, uh, okay, I can only speak for myself. In my mind, I just picture, you know, kangaroos everywhere and poisonous spiders and snakes just dropping <laughs> from the trees. And everybody gets a koala to cuddle. Yes, and sharks all along the shore. Because, you know, you always hear these stories, you know. And it's not true, I'm sure. Anyway. Um, and you have a didgeridoo yes. that you carry around. Yes, everyone's What's sitting around that? the fire, that long sticker. Oh, okay, good. Like, good job. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, carry your back pocket, even if it's like 20 feet long. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, there's this. I was on the internet and I saw this video that a cyclist had made. And uh, they're along this, this path or road, a paved path, where there's a fence on either side. And they're kind of riding along with these kangaroos just jumping along, <laughs> hopping along. And then all of a sudden, one of them gets a little confused, a little dazed, and jumps up and comes right at the camera. Like, it almost looks like it's attacking him, which he wasn't. He was just like, oh, like that. I'm sure the cyclists, because I, I cycle, they usually have their cameras on their uh, handlebars. Exactly. How do you helmets. know he wasn't attacking? Because <laughs> when you look at his face, he's like, ah, rather than, get out of my way. I don't know. So, <laughs> and, then, and then as you, as you watch it, you'll see later on that the kangaroo kind of just rolls to the side. The cycle stays up. So... And you hear a little, I'm sorry. If you listen closely, mm. you'll hear it. I'm sorry. Oh, that was Did you hear that? Did you? No, no, I didn't hear anything. You gotta, you gotta speak kangaroo. You know, how to, you know how you speak Australian, right? <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. You turn your O's into I's. So instead of Tony on the phone, you say tiny on the fine. And you leave the R's out. Tiny on the fine. Wow, she's like she's from the outback. I guess. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I'm always looking for opportunity for Tracy and I to do something together. You know, maybe a, you know, some competition kind of thing. Not between yeah. the two of us, but with you know, with other couples. He is oh. very, very, very competitive. This Jim man is. Yeah, if that's okay. But uh, I finally think I found it. It is the North American Wife Carrying Championship. Huh? So you want to carry Tracy around? Yeah, well, I do that all the time anyway. So what do you, so <laughs> so sweet. What do you do? Well, it, it just happened recently, so I think wait till next year. It happened in Maine, and uh, the the uh, the husband kind of puts the wife on his shoulders, okay. and then they run this uh, obstacle course. Of course, you know Tracy you probably have to carry me because you know I'm getting old and stuff. Mm. She's still very young. Like well, it's 20. not called the husband carrying competition. It's the oh, wife carrying competition. Yeah, I'll have to look for the spouse. Is that that one where it's not actually piggyback, but they're holding on with their legs and they strap? Yeah, their the wife has a really good view. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as she's, because, she's like face to face with his uh, backside. So he shouldn't eat beans the night before. Right. <laughs> and he goes and he kind of goes to this water pit, this muddy water, and her head, depending how tall he is, her head could be in the water. Oh, so wow. there are obstacles along the way. Yeah, it got has to climb over a log, which could, you know, really 
smack her head. <laughs> so, so it's like careful. doing a mutter run, but you're carrying your wife through it. Right. Wow. Right. You're doing that? No. With Tracy? I just thought it would be kind of funny. I think you would be good at it. Just, you know, throw Amy on your shoulders and go. <laughs> this would be fun. Yeah. I'd so get for into who? this. Who is this fun for? <laughs> well, I won't eat tacos the night before, so yeah. she doesn't have to worry about that. It would not be fun for Amy. But uh, but it's competition, so Rob would like it. But they they won uh, Jesse and Christine. That's good. They won, and they're going on to Finland. There's a world wife carrying championship. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I think I'm going to do it next year. I, who's going to tell Tracy for me? <laughs> I will. Okay. I'm going to text her right now. Okay. Hey Trace. Jim's going to carry you around and eat beans the night before. No 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 no. no. Sense. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Well, the police uh, came up. They had those, uh, those cameras on them, you know. And uh, they came across a guy who was uh, performing CPR on the side of the road. He was out of his car and performing CPR on the side of the oh, road. Oh, no. So he came to see how he could help. And uh, he is performing CPR on a, on a squirrel. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that precious? And so, you know, the, of course, the officer is saying, hey, what, what's happening here? He was saying, I, I think I hit the squirrel, and, and he's so concerned. You know, most people just keep on going and go, oh, it's too bad. I would. But uh, the squirrel, I think the squirrel is just acting. He's, like, laying on his back going, uh-uh. He's got his little phone out calling his lawyer. <laughs> my neck, my neck. But, uh, but the, it was kind of funny. I mean, the, the cop thought it was you know, very nice of the guy. But right. you, you can hear him, you can catch it on his camera, some of the things he said. He's coming around now. Yeah, he's good. Put you in for a life-saving award. <laughs> there he goes! Oh, so cool. <laughs> he saved the squirrel. The squirrel said, oh, the cops are here. I got to get out of here. Because, <laughs> you know. He might have had a warrant or something. It was a huh? scam. He's <laughs> trying to get some money out of this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I thought that showed the tender heart of this young man. Yeah. It was a young guy, upper teens, 20s, I would think. I don't know. And he but, felt so bad he might have hit that squirrel that he had to go give it CPR. Yeah. I mean, the officer was asking, I mean, you didn't, like, run over him or anything, right? He goes, no, I think it just bumped him and it startled him. Oh. <laughs> I think he's laying on his back. Uh. He's definitely an animal lover. Yeah. He doesn't think they're furry rats. Like I do. Yeah, you would have you would have backed up again, wouldn't you? You're no, terrible, Allison. I wouldn't do that. No, don't leave that image. I hit the brakes. Way yeah. to go, Allison. <laughs>